Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Welcome to another episode of the Sales IQ Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestonenzi, and as always, I'm pumped, honored, and excited that you have joined us for what will be a giving episode. This week we're joined by Bob Berg. He is a living legend of the personal and professional development industry. He has trained thousands of people in the concept of giving. He's the author of The Go-Giver. He's the author of a number of books, but The Go-Giver philosophy is all about giving. It's all about sending love, giving to the world. And in doing so, you will receive the benefit. And it, it doesn't talk about that. In the actual book itself, it's an incredible story and, and one which we will share in the show notes afterward. But if you haven't read the book, I would advocate that you go and read the book. And now more than ever, during times that are, for many, are quite tough. The reality is we've got to be giving. We've got to be building relationships. We've got to be building networks. We've got to be out there because these times will pass. And... What I love about Bob is, you know, he's just a humble guy and I've enjoyed his concepts and theories for many years. So I can't wait to bring you this episode. But before we get into it, guys, don't forget, like, share, rate wherever you listen to your podcast and continue to share the love about how we are impacting you on a daily basis. So before we get into it, we have a message from our sponsors, Vanilla So guys, for all of you out there, for most sales professionals, we are all using a CRM. You know, CRM was designed for managing relationships. However, sales engagement is designed for starting them. Now, current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform like no other. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. So guys, if you're using another sales engagement platform, stop right now and head over to VanillaSoft.com. Get yourself a free trial because it will help you close more deals. It will help you have more conversations so you can get more opportunities in your pipeline and close more deals. So thank you to the team at VanillaSoft for bringing you this podcast on how to close more deals. So guys, I'll shut up now so we can get into this episode of giving. Welcome to the show, Bob. Well, thanks. It's so great to be with you. Man, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, this is a, a bit of a milestone for me because obviously, you know, your book and your, you know, your philosophies um, have had an incredible impact on my career um, with a couple of other key thought leaders, mate. So I really, really, really um, am grateful for you joining me on our Sales IQ podcast. Oh, thank you. It's, a, it's really an honor to be with you. So, mate, before we get into the concept of, you know, go-giving and some of the laws and principles that you've built your career and, and taught thousands of others around the world, would love to know how you started in the world of sales. 
uh, actually began in, in broadcasting and uh, sort of graduated into sales. Yes. And um, at first, I, I really kind of floundered because I had no training in the in the um, the company where I started. Uh, let's just say their training was negligible yeah. at best. And when I say negligible, I mean it was non-existent. <laughs> so I had to figure it out on my own, and that's not really my strength, figuring things out on my own. And and so really for the first few months, I, I didn't do very well. Um, but then I was in a bookstore. This is almost 40 years ago now. And wow. there were books by Zig Ziglar and Tom Hopkins, who at that time, of yeah. course, were the two you know biggest names. And I I got their books and I, I studied them. And I mean, I really studied them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, really within a few weeks, my sales began to, to rise dramatically. And it really encouraged me. I realized that if you have a system for doing something, you know, methodology, then as long as you're willing to, to learn and apply it, yeah. you know, there's nothing that's going to stop you. And to this day, I would personally define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles. Yeah. In other words, the key is predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, uh, you'll get the desired result of B, then you know that all you need to do is A and continue to do A and continue to do A, yeah. and you'll get the desired result of B. And uh, what I learned from from those two gentlemen really helped me to, to do that. Yeah. And uh, from there, I just began to, to get every book and every Back then, they were tapes, not yes. even CD programs, but tapes yeah. on, on sales. And you and I were talking uh, about the importance of, of listening to audios mm. and listening again and again and again. And, and that's what I would do. And, and uh, uh, also, one of the great things about being in the world of sales, which was really, again, it was a new world for me. Mm. Um, but I realized that it wasn't just learning how to sell. It was also the personal development aspect yeah. that you needed to build yourself on the inside and the success was going to manifest on the outside. So I began to get all the books that at that time were the ones that you, that everyone in sales got, mm -hmm. which today, hopefully people still read books like how to win friends and influence people, yeah. the magic of thinking big, think and grow rich, yeah. uh, as a man thinketh psycho cybernetics and you know, all mm -hmm. the, all those those books and uh, I, I just you know love the whole process yeah and uh, so that was really my start in sales yeah well you know judging by your background we can see that books are have have you know have had an impact on you and I'm a big you know I love my books um, and I think you know I've had a, there's a, been a couple of books that have really hit me over time and obviously how to win friends and influence people is is a book that I read every single year um, I do it at the start of the year because it's a, it's just a great, oh, nice. you know, it's a great reminder. And every time I read it, I say this, it smacks me in the face, you know, because there's yeah, another, yeah. there's just something in that that I go, yes, and I've been missing it. And, um, <laughs> you know, there's the power of not giving anything, any negative feedback, right? Just leading with absolute positivity. And the other book that I absolutely love, Bob, I think you appreciate this, is Og Mandino's The Greatest Salesman in the World. Um, that was my that was my first oh. book I read outside of Ziggs and, and yeah. Tom Hopkins. That was my first, um, you know, book that it was sales, but yeah. it wasn't so much the how to. It was more they. But yeah, that was my first outside yeah. of uh, Ziggs and, and Tom. Yeah, I love that. No, I got to appear with him on stage a couple of times oh. before he passed. Yeah, 
and uh, we found out we found out we were from the same hometown. Oh wow! <laughs> it was, it was yeah. really neat. Yeah, but he was a he was a real hero of yeah. mine, and just a nice, nice man, mm-hmm. very humble man, and uh, it was yeah. it was really an honor to get to open, be his opening act, as I like wow. to say. Uh, a couple of times before he passed. Yeah, and did you get to you know ever be on stage with the, or you know see Tom Hopkins or Zig Ziglar or you know Jim Rohn or anyone like that? I had the opportunity to be on stage with all of them. Wow! Uh, at one time, in fact, at at one time I was uh, myself and a business partner. We were holding a um, uh, an event uh, uh, in Orlando, Florida. Um, where we had all sorts of speakers come in yep. and one of them was Zig and this was uh, Zig the last couple of years. I don't, you know, but he had a, a brain injury yep. that he uh, had basically lost a short term memory. So either his daughter, Julie, or his son, Tom would be on stage with him. So at this event, it was actually um, Tom, his son mm. uh, and Mrs. Ziegler, the red, the famous redhead, wow. you know, from his, from his uh, audios and books. And uh, afterwards, Mrs. Ziegler told me that was the only time during Zig's entire career that she was on stage. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was a uh, that was an honor for me certainly just to have the great man on stage and also to have his wonderful family. Yeah. On stage. I think a lot of the listeners that listen to my podcast, Bob, I'm a big believer in mindset, a big believer in personal development. Um, and I think you know that's what I love about today. I think you know salespeople coming through the ranks today the access they've got to information is incredible. Like, you know, you can jump on YouTube and type in Earl Nightingale and listen to an old clip and you're just like, you know, it's gold. Um, The access we have to absolute gold, I call it gold, it's priceless, right? Which, you know, back in the day, like you'd have to go to the bookstore, yeah? And I remember picking up one of my first sales books was the Sales Bible Um, and and, um, Jim Cathcart's, uh, relationship yeah. selling you know so that was a great book yeah. Gym, yeah and i think you know this is why i keep saying like we have access to so much information today podcasts youtube videos link there's so much out there and i think you know we've got to go back to the basics and look at well what are the messages that you know if we look at how to win friends and influence people the book's you know nearly 100 years old right um the concepts in that book are even more relevant today Right when you actually think about it, and I think the the message in selling gets lost is to that you know crush it quotas sales you know um, growth when we kind of forget that that personal development that mindset component is the foundation that we build everything on top of. Well, you think of um, with uh, Mr. Carnegie's book, yeah, and in my opinion, the underlying premise of his book was where he said that ultimately people do things for their their reasons, not our reasons. Uh, And that's so true. It's human nature. And understanding that is so important. And you may recall because we first met in person at the Outbound uh, event, didn't we? Yes, that's correct. Um, Last year. And one of the things I said from stage was that nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to me. (laughs) Right? And then everybody laughed and we all laughed because we know that's yeah. absolutely true. They're not going to buy from us because we need the money and they're not even going to buy from us because we're a really nice person yeah. who believes in what we do. They're going to buy from us because they believe that they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. Yep. 
And in a free market-based economy, and I say free market, I simply mean no one is forced to buy from anyone, okay? Yep. In a free market-based economy, that's the only reason why anyone should buy from you or from me or from anyone else, because they believe they'll be better off. And what that does is it creates the context where the salesperson understands that if they're going to be successful and if they're going to be sustainably successful, they need to place their focus on bringing immense value mm. to that other human being. Uh, you know, when I, when I talk about selling and, you know, uh, you and I talk about selling and you know, say, well, what is it? What is selling really? And mm. so many people have a, a misperception about selling. Uh, they think it's trying to convince someone to buy something they don't want or need. Yep. Well, we know that's not selling. That's called being a thief or a con artist, yes. right? So what is selling? Well, I would define selling as simply discovering what the other person wants, needs, desires, mm. and helping them to get it. That's selling. And that ties into Mr. Carnegie's uh, principle that he talked about in the book. Mm. That, you know, it, it's going to happen. This If a sale is going to take place, it's going to take place because they Absolutely. believe there's a benefit to it. That's why... John David Mann, my awesome co-author of The, the Go-Giver, why we say that money is simply an echo of value, Yeah. right? Money is an echo of value. It means the value must be communicated first, right? Yeah. That must come first. The money you receive is a very natural result of the value mm. you've provided. Yep, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's right, the, the financial component is not the focus of the conversation, right? And if it does become the focus of the conversation, it means as a sales professional, we haven't positioned the value or we haven't helped the customer realize the impact of the solution so they don't see the value. So I think that that's an, you know, that's an amazing quote that, that money is an echo of value. So I want to really ask you about this because, you know, you, you're, you're a product of the product, um, and you talk about go giving, and that 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 book's an amazing book. And there's been other iterations of that book, and you've got some Thank other you. concepts, right? But in that book, you talk about a number of laws. And when we think about giving, because I think now in the world of social, um, you know, we, we're living in a world where there is a lot of content that's being put out, and people think, "Oh, I'm creating content, and I'm giving," right? But one of the laws that, that I really think about a lot when I'm about to produce some content is the law of authenticity. And are you able to share with us why that law of authenticity is so important from the go-giving theory? Sure. So let's let's look at basically at the premise of what the yep. go-giver is, just so that there's not a, a misunderstanding yes. of what we mean. Yeah. Because we're not talking about, you know, you give yourself away <laughs> or you don't make it or you're some doormat or something like that. Okay? Yeah. Um, it, it simply means the, the basic premise of, of the go-giver way or philosophy or what have you is simply that shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value mm. to others, understanding that doing so is not only a, a pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. Mm. Not for some way out there, woo-woo kind of reasons. It actually makes logical, rational sense. Why? Because when you're that person who takes the focus off of yourself and places it on making other people's lives better, okay, People feel good about you, 
people want to get to know you. Mm. They like you. They trust you. They want to be a part of your life. They want to do business with you. They want to refer you to others and so forth. Um, and so, uh, which only, again, only makes sense because they're, they, to the degree you make someone else's life better, well, uh, you know, obviously they feel better about you yeah. and they trust you more. And so, so that's the, you know, that's where it begins. And there are five laws and one of them is the law of authenticity. That's the fourth law. Mm. And it says the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. Yep. And in the story, because the go-giver is a, a parable, yep. uh, one of the mentors, uh, Deborah Davenport, she shares a lesson she learned early in her, her business career. And that is that all the skills in the world, the uh, sales skills, technical skills, people skills, yeah. as important as they all, all are, and they are indeed all very, very important. They're also all for naught if you don't come at it from your true authentic mm. core, okay? Now, when you do, when you show up as yourself day after day, week after week, month after month, and this is online or offline, mm. both, uh, when that's the case, people feel very comfortable with you. They feel very safe with you. They know what to expect. They know what they're going to get. There's a consistency. Yeah. There's an integrity. And um, and they're much more likely to want to be in relationship with you. Mm. And they're much more likely to want to know more about what you do. And they feel better about you and about themselves and about and so forth. So that's why. So, the, you know, the, the question, though, is if, if being authentic is uh, – is so powerful, why do some people not show up that way, mm. right? Why do they show up very inauthentically? And we might think, well, because they're, you know, they're dishonest or they want to pull one over on us. And, mm. and, and of course, it's a big world. There are plenty of people yep. like that. We've got to be aware of that. But that's not usually the case. 99.9 .9 times out of 100, if someone does not show up authentically, it's because they really don't have the self-confidence to do so. Yeah. They, they don't recognize their true value, both their intrinsic value and their market value. Mm. That combination of strengths, traits, talents, and characteristics they bring to the marketplace that that allows them to add value to other people's lives in a way that they'll be financially rewarded. And that's why you see so many people who kind of, they, they try to copy other people's styles. Yeah, absolutely. And it really doesn't, doesn't work mm. because you can't be that person. You know, yeah. you can, you can learn from that person. And we always say, you know, who is wise, that person who learns from others, from all others. But what we need to do is, is, adapt their wisdom mm. but don't try to adopt their personality absolutely right adapt their wisdom but stay true to your own authentic core you know i love zig ziglar and tom hopkins and jim Rohn mm. and and dondi scumachi and and uh lisa copeland and i mean there's so many yeah. who i just i learned from all of them i love them i mean i just think they're fantastic but i couldn't try to be any of them it just <laughs> wouldn't work okay i can only be the best me i can be and it's the same with you and it's the same with everyone yeah. else learn from all, from everyone but don't don't try to be them yeah um yeah. there's also one other uh thing luigi that if i can bring up about authenticity and i think people confuse it sometimes with, uh, well, two things. I think one, they confuse authenticity with, well, that's just who I am, take it or leave it. Yeah. 
not a good philosophy if you're looking to, you know, Absolutely. well, win friends and influence people, right? Because, you know, it's like, the, it's sort of like the person who says, well, I have anger issues and I yell at people a lot. And if I were to act any differently, that wouldn't be authentic of me. <laughs> that's baloney. That's, that's malarkey. It's hogwash. It simply means this person has an authentic problem. Yep that they need to authentically work on in order to become a higher, more effective, authentic version of themselves. Mm -hmm. So I like to say, you know, don't, don't use authenticity as an excuse to live at a lower level of consciousness. Instead, utilize authenticity to tap into your, the highest version yeah. of yourself. I all, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, sorry, I was just gonna say, you know, this is awesome because I, I spent a lot of time on you know the disc or the social styles and there was a couple of great books from dr tony alessandra from san diego right um the oh, platinum yeah. rule oh he's fantastic you yeah. know incredible because i found you know i was a young sales guy very energetic you know i'm very intense when i sell and for some people they like it for others they don't and so i was finding that my sales that i wasn't winning was a result of my style and so I could do one of two things. I could continue on, keep making the same mistakes, or learn to adapt my style. Sure. And, you know, I'm very proud, I think, over the fact that in the last, you know, 13, 14 years, I've been able to adapt my style to a point where my, my weak style, I can adapt it to that I can really build relationships with high analytical people because I'm a high mm -hmm. eye, right? And it's only recently, Bob, about a couple of weeks ago, I actually found myself in a position that I hadn't found myself in about 15 years or 13, 14 years where I got so excited, right? With a prospect that I completely, um, I think I scared him off, <laughs> right? And I got the feedback, you know, last week, I think it was last week and I sat back and I thought, holy shit, you know, when you think you're actually at a point of, and I was being authentic, but it was not about me being authentic. It had nothing to do with me. And I, and I sat there going, well, you know, do I, do I change? Do I, you know, and, and I think what you're talking about is really important. I can't change the energetic side of who I am, right? I cannot change that component of what makes me who I am because, because that's unique, right? That's me. I, I live my, my values. But I can mm -hmm. adapt and I can be aware, and this is where that EQ comes into it. There's a characteristics and behavior traits that I'm exhibiting that is not making the other person comfortable. And I right. think that's where a lot of confusion comes in with that authenticity. And that's why I like what you've spoken about is still be you, but adapt the style to make sure you're accommodating sure. others. Well, you know, I mean, Tony Alessandro talks about that mm. and, and Jim Cathcart in, in the Platinum Rule. Mm. I mean, it, it is about the other person. And yep. again, it doesn't mean you're changing yourself. You're not, you're no less honest, yeah. right? You're no less um, caring. You're no less empathetic, you know? No, but at the, it's, I shouldn't even say but, and at <laughs> the same time, you're adapting to another person's style yeah. because it's about them and you want them to be comfortable. You're creating that context. Mm. And so, uh, yeah. And then the other thing I, I think people confuse authenticity with is transparency. Mm. Um, as though, you know, now is transparency good? Well, again, it, it depends on the situation. Uh, transparency is good in that you should not fib obviously mm. and and so forth but but transparency doesn't mean unfiltered yeah either 
Okay. And so, you know, you hear people, when I hear people saying certain things and doing certain things that are just inappropriate, uh, because, well, but I'm being transparent. I mean, well, let's look at that then. Um, let's say you're uh, on a sales appointment. Your back is really hurting you. Mm. Okay. You're going to go to the chiropractor later, but your back's really hurting you. Now, you're with a, a client and you know this person and, and the, let's say in this case, it's a he, he is very much, he's formal. He doesn't really like small talk. Mm. He doesn't really care about you. He yeah. wants to get down to business. That's what he does. That's just who he is. Okay. Uh, and, but you know, he'll say, hi, how are you? But he kind of just expects you to say, fine, how are you? And that's it. Then you get yeah. to business. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you're going to be really transparent and he says, how are you? You say, oh, I got to tell you, my back is just killing me. I didn't sleep and all that, right? And that would be transparent, but it would be inappropriate because he's not the type of person that you yeah, would do that with. Engage. Now, with me, if I'm the client, yeah, I do want to know. Yeah. And then I'm going to empathize with you. And we're going to talk about that for five minutes before we get into this, all right? Yeah, yeah. Now, when you're with your chiropractor later and he or she says, how are you feeling? Well, now it's very appropriate to talk about your bad back. So I'm just saying that that authenticity is always yeah. great. But we want to remember authenticity is not an excuse mm. to be a lesser self. It's a reason to go into a higher self. Absolutely. Transparency is by and large a good thing, but it's situational. Yep. There's times it's just, you know, not not right. And you can, you know, uh, if you're the type who likes to, to, to swear, you might swear with your friends but not in front of your grandma, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just, there's different times and places. And so, you know, we need to, sometimes I think, um, uh, redefine sometimes yeah. what people think. Absolutely, you know, Bob. I completely agree. And so out of the other laws that, you know, cause obviously I'd love to talk about every single law, but out of the other laws and the go-giving principles, what would be, in your opinion, one of the key laws that, you know, apart from authenticity that we must follow to create that, that go-giving methodology and also ensure that we're echoing value? Well, I think the law of influence is, okay. a, is another important one because, you know, when you, what it, what the, we define it, John and I define it in the book as, uh, you know, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Yep. But, you know, that sounds counterintuitive when you yep. first hear it, right? You know, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first, right? Yeah. Sounds kind of Pollyanna-ish. <laughs> but you think about it, the greatest leaders that you know, the top influencers, the highest money earners, this is simply how they run their lives and conduct their businesses. They're always looking for ways to make it about the other person, yeah. right? To bring value to them. Um, now, again, and I alluded to this earlier, when we say, but when we say place the other person's interest first, we don't mean that mm. you should be a doormat or Absolutely. martyr or self-sacrificial. Absolutely not at all. It's understanding, however, that, and this is, you know, Joe, the, the protege yep. in the story, learned several of the mentors, the golden rule of business, of sales, of networking is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, like and trust. And, trust. Yep. and there's no faster, more powerful, or more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you in others, from others, than by genuinely mm. and authentically moving from that I focus or me focus to that other yep. 
focus. And when you become known for that, Luigi, mm. you become that center of influence in your area. People are your, they become your personal walking ambassadors. <laughs> they see you as the go-to person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's really, uh, you know. That's really what it's about. Well, that's, that's a you know that's a powerful statement. I put that statement on LinkedIn oh, a couple of months ago, um, and it got you know an incredible, incredible amount of people engaged with it. About twenty five reshares. You know that particular <laughs> statement um, for me is is such an incredible statement. I keep you know that that law of influence, putting other people's you know needs. You know, it's just an amazing is amazing thing to think about. Um, and I want to know, in your opinion, when you know you hear about people talk about giving, right, and and leading with value, where does it go wrong? Where does it go wrong? Uh, yeah, yeah, where does so, it actually go wrong? So if it does, what happens is someone will say, "Well, Bob, but I've been giving and, and giving value, and I've been doing this." And here's my my question, okay? Because first, let's let's define value, yeah. right? As opposed to price, because price is a dollar figure, yep. right? Price is a dollar amount. It's finite. It simply is what it is. Value is the relative worth or desirability yep. of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder. In other words, what is it about this thing, or this product, this service, this concept, this idea that brings so much value to another human being, another person that they will willingly exchange their money or their mm. time or their, you know, what have you for this. Um, so, so he says, well, but I'm giving value, but are you giving value in a way that the other person understands it? Yeah. To value? Okay. And that's always the, you know, that's always the first thing I'll, I'll ask. And then when we, we go through it, it turns out that no, what they're doing is they're giving value as they see it mm. as being value, which doesn't mean the other person does. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. You know, I, I, absolutely. You know, value sits in the eye of the beholder, mate. So, you know, I, I completely agree with that statement. Um, I was going to say in the sales process, that's why asking questions, that's why the discovery mm. aspect is so important because we think, well, what are we doing? We're trying to discover what they need, want, and desire, yeah. right? And so how can we know if we don't ask? Correct. Because as human beings, we all come at the world from our own belief systems, our own way of seeing the world. We all have our own likes and dislikes and this and that, but we tend to think that everyone else sees the world basically the same way we do. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, which is intuitive. How else could it be? It's the only thing we yeah, know. Absolutely. But it's not true, right? But it's not true. And mm. so what happens is, so when we're in the, the midst of selling, we maybe bring up something that we think is a wonderful benefit or great value or that they must love. Why? Because we love it. Mm. But maybe that's not yeah, what they're looking we're for. We're not, not a lot. No, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And that's why it's so important to ask these questions and really listen so that yeah. you can understand what they're, you know, what they're, what they're wanting. So, Bob, you've had an incredible career, right? Um, and one thing I'd love to know is, has there been a time where you were really challenged in business? And, and you know, if, if, if so, like, how did you overcome that from a mindset perspective? Well, I mean, business is business. So first of all, it's, it's tough getting it going yep. and getting it sustainable. And then there are things that happen in the middle of it that kind of come out of nowhere that set you back and so forth. One of my difficult things um, was back in the kind of, I guess it was the later 90s uh, when um, technology really began to, yeah. you know, this is where the internet really began to kind of come into play. 
And the people who had the real foresight, they were, you know, they were really on top of yeah. it. Others grudgingly changed. But I didn't because I, I have always been sort of a, uh, a technophobe, right? Yeah. Having a fear of technology. It's never been my strong point. And, yep. and so I had at that time, I had built a very successful speaking practice and I didn't want it to change. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to keep it as it was. And, uh, you know, I got a little bit, well, you know, my clients will stick with me and I don't need to. Well, I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I thought I was more important than I was. Yeah. And uh, it set me back a couple of years. I basically had to to rebuild my business. And, uh, and you know, it, it, it's funny because when you, when you think about personal development, which is a field you and I are both mm. in, and, you know, there's, there's sometimes there's, there's something I call the, political correctness of the personal development field. And that's where we kind of look at everything as being good. Okay. Mm. As like, change is good. Yeah. Change is great because, well, you know what? I hate change. <laughs> okay. I like <laughs> things. I like to learn something, get really good at it and then keep it. That way, <laughs> right? So I don't like change. Yeah. Okay. And to say otherwise I'd be fibbing, but here's the thing, what I learned and I shouldn't have had to learn. It's something I should have already, you know, but what I had to learn again yeah. was that it didn't matter whether I liked change. I was going to have to go with it anyway. Mm. I didn't even have to embrace it. I had to accept it. Yeah. Right. Which I didn't do. Yeah. So that taught me a great lesson again. It retaught me a great lesson and, and, and so forth. But uh, so we don't have to like change. We don't have to like anything. But, you know, it, it's, um, it's, it's if, if we're going to go here we need to be able to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and do that. Yeah. So in order to grow, we've got to, at some point, we've got to change from the position that we're at. Um, so that's a, that's a great learning, you know, cause there are a lot of salespeople that listen to this podcast that, you know what, the world of selling is tough. You know, when we look at the statistics, 50% of salespeople are not meeting their, their sales targets. And that's tough. It's tough to go home when you're not meeting the requirement of your job. Right. So I keep, you know, that's sure. why I asked the question. I went, you know, and, and why is mindset important? And, and you just explained that, you know, you might not like to change, but embracing it and going on that journey is, is an important part of the process. So, Bob, you've had a lot of incredible mentors. Um, you've had a lot of incredible influences. You're now one of those um, the people that, you know, others see as from a Zig Ziglar and a, and a Brian Tracy, et cetera. But has there been one single person that's really influenced your career? Hmm. I think that, well, I, I mean, I... I think my parents have influenced yeah. my life yep. in a way that's been very positive, Good, uh, having a great example. Yep. Uh, in terms of people skills, you know, my, my dad uh, in his business years ago was sort of out in the public eye, even more, though it was more local. Yep. Um, but so I got to see how he dealt with people and his just genuine, authentic way of bringing out the best in people yep. and being able to to have live with such gratitude and and be able to really make other people feel genuinely good about themselves yeah. and encourage and so I've been able to model that and I think that's been probably what has helped me more than anything else yeah uh, as far as with speaking and so forth I've been very fortunate that while I haven't had you know one specific mentor in the business it I've been able to get to know so many of them who've made themselves open to mm. when I had questions and so forth. And just, you know, I always seem to be able to find 
mentors when I needed them. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying at the yeah. at, at the time. So that that has always been very helpful. Oh, fantastic. And so, Bob, I know that we've we've got to come to an end, and I'm you know I could I could talk talk to you about this stuff all day long. But um, likewise, yeah. well, you know, we're both students of sales yeah. and students of personal development, so those kind of conversations yeah. are, are are fun. And I've got some serious book envy, Bob. Man, I'm looking behind you, and those books are insane. So, so mate, before we and that's that's one small part of my <laughs> my home. Uh, I always say my my house is basically books with some scattered furniture <laughs> yeah i like that i've got i've got to turn off look i've got a few i've got a few books more to buy but i'm getting there i've got a small little collection oh no, you're so. a lot younger than i am <laughs> I've had a, a little bit of time, so, uh, so bob um before we conclude where can our listeners find and connect you so we can add that to the show notes uh they could go to the go giver yep um without the hyphen the go giver where there's lots of sin now, there's also Berg, B-U-R-G.com. So uh, Berg.com is more of a speaker site. Uh, yep. The Go-Giver is more of the book and other resources. All right, fantastic. Well, Bob, want to again, thank you for coming on our podcast. I truly am grateful for the contribution that you've made to my career and thousands oh, of thousands you. of other sales professionals and professionals globally, mate. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. Appreciate you greatly.